Hey guys, it's good to be with you. Cloud with you here, and I'm with one of my favorite people in the whole building. She's winking at me. It's Dixie Lovett. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Cloud. <laughs> you are director of women's ministry, right? Yes. And literally, like five minutes ago, I called you. I said, hey, can you come up and do an episode of The Race to Life? And I said... Yeah, and you and you just like literally came down your stairs and came up mine, and now we're recording. Yeah, it's true. We didn't really plan it out. Yeah. I, but, look, I have a little post-it note that while I was sitting there, I wrote down some main points I didn't want to forget about my story. That's awesome. So that's it. So that is, of course, y'all have been with us on these episodes. These are, you know, when was when was Dixie Race Alive? When was Cloud Race Alive? When, when, when did you come to know Christ? What's your story? And I love that this was so... Like you could say last minute or rushed mm -hmm. or whatever you want to say, but there's something good in it. And I think that is a takeaway yeah. is like, be ready in season and out of season. Yeah. You have a story. You have be a story. Be ready to tell it. Exactly. I have a book, actually, you know, with lots of stories in that book. And that's what happens. The longer we live, we have more and more stories. But there is the one main story, and that's when you come to faith. And uh, I was raised a Methodist, so they did things a little differently back then. <laughs> they did. Uh, yeah, well, they still do. And anyway, we won't get on that little train. But um, I was always had a love for God's Word, okay? Even when I, I can remember my earliest recollection is there used to be pictures in Bibles. And I would look at my mother's Bible and just look at all the pictures. So that's how I first was introduced to who God is and uh, who Jesus is through the pictures. But I always went to church. I was raised in a Christian home, but we weren't necessarily a Bible-reading Christian home, mm. but we went to church. So what I learned about God and about Jesus came through my Sunday school classes and those kinds of things. But my grandmother, she was like the one that really stood in the gap for me. She was in a little country church outside in Gibson County. and So you were learning maybe not the best stuff but it wasn't like wrong stuff it wasn't it was wrong stuff bible in it was incomplete stuff gotcha okay okay so i was getting the basics yeah. but not really standing on my own two feet which i guess that's where we all that's what our parents do you know they yeah, bring us to point. church and yeah. those kinds of things but it was at a revival um at my grandmother's church that and back then even i'm not that old but that little church was a little backward in in a, a certain kind of way is it like the women sat on one side of the church and the men sat on the other isn't that something <laughs> wow i know i don't so, have any experience with that. i know well That's... i was i think i was about eight years old was this nine youth years group old or this was the whole church no this was the whole church oh, wow. okay. very small church you know like okay. has one little what we now call a worship center and we used to call them the sanctuary yeah and I that. underneath in the basement were all the classrooms so anyway um Another story for another time. But in, anyway, in this revival, that's when I first remember understanding what it meant to follow Jesus and mm. what it meant for him to come and be a part of my heart, you know, be a part of me and follow him. And I, I don't remember, I don't even remember the sermon. I just remember walking up front. It was one aisle up front, kneeling down at an altar and giving my life to Christ. Uh, that's what I remember mostly. Mm. Now, <laughs> go a little, few years forward um, in the Methodist Church when you're like age of accountability at 13, you go through confirmation. I confirmation. Did, yep. Yeah. I did all of that. But um, when I really came to know Christ was at that little church, my grandmother's little church. Then when I was 16, I was very active in church. 
uh, doing different things. But when I was 16, I went um, to a youth admission conference. And it wasn't a huge, big conference. I mean, there were a lot of teenagers there, but not huge. And we were learning about... um, different mission projects and what a life in missions was all about not just foreign missions but local missions and individual missions anyhow at that point is when i think my i I felt more complete Mm. after that that um, conference and understanding that yes i knew jesus but that relationship was strictly between he and i so it's kind of like that warm fuzzy feeling that i think you know different people have talked about i really understood that and at that point um is when i really started uh seriously walking with the lord now that doesn't mean i was perfect by any means i went to college and all kinds of things but here's what a verse that has always been something that um stood out to me um and really I don't like the little buzzword life first because I love all of God's word. And every time I read it, there's something else. And I can say, oh, that's my favorite. But the one verse that I go back to is in Colossians 3. And it's down in verse 23. Mm. And it says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as as your reward. You are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. So that kind of started my life of trying to figure out my purpose, Mm. you know, and when I would research and think about things and I would pray and I would study God's word, it always came back to, I'm supposed to help people. Mm. And so then I embarked on in college a career in the medical profession. Then, um, Got married. Like started, always helping people. Always helping people, yeah. yeah. But I've never been one to want to be up front helping people. So I chose a profession in medicine that was behind the scenes, which was in the laboratory. So I was, by education, a laboratory scientist. That's what I did. So then I got married, had children, and I also felt this compelling and this purpose that I was supposed to first and foremost, be a wife and a mother Mm. to my children. So then it kind of got me on this um, thought process of, well, my purpose was to help people through medicine. Now, you know, I was getting a little bit confused in my walk. But anyway, uh, it all came back to this verse. It's like whatever you do, like once you become uh, a part of the family of God, once you accept Christ, Mm. that's that's the purpose is to bring glory to God in whatever you're doing. So you're working heartily, not for my own benefit. I'm working for the glory of God. So whatever it from, is. not for, yeah. Yes. For, so for whatever I'm doing, I'm going to do it heartily because it's for the Lord Jesus Christ that I'm working and for people to know him. You know what I think is really interesting about that story is like, I, I don't want to speak for everybody or blanket statements or anything, but typically a lot of people are the opposite. Like they'll... A lot of people that grow up in church, especially different denominations, they get all that works-based mentality where mm-hmm. it's like, I got to do and I got I to gotta help people and I got to do this and I've got to do that. And mm-hmm. I've got like, that makes me right with God and I'm getting my righteousness based on my works. Mm-hmm. You did it in the right order where it's like Jesus is Savior before he's example. Right. That, that I felt warmed quote. I mean, right. in that John Wesley said that. And, yeah. John but there's Wesley. something to that that. You are indwelt with the Holy Spirit, and at a point you're saying at your grandma's church, you know you are a sinner and you receive Christ. Right. That, that relationship began. You were raised to life then, and then 
later on you're discovering the conference and the Colossians verse where you're like, oh. Yeah, well, I would say when I was 16, I knew him as a person. As a person in that relationship. Right. And that relationship was more steadfast. And, um, yeah, and it's just grown from there. And I always say you can't really follow what you don't know. Mm. And then there became, especially when I had children and they started asking questions of God, I knew my inadequacies in my understanding of Scripture. And then the rest of my story has been just reading and studying Scripture and realizing, as Second Timothy tells us, that... I think I have that one marked in my Bible. I do. Awesome. Where it She's says turning here, the pages. Yeah, <laughs> I'm turning these pages. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable mm. for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And when you read that Scripture at first, you're like, okay, so it's breathed out by God <laughs> for teaching, reproof, and correction. No, I don't want to be reproved or corrected. That's where we tend to go. Mm. And then it talks about training in righteousness. But the whole reason for that is so that the man of God or the woman of God, which we are, may be complete. Oh. It's for us to be complete in Christ. That's why we have his word and equipped for every good work. The so, life journey of that. It is a yeah. life journey of that. And uh, just so many different stories in my life. I mean, we could talk for hours yeah, uh, of different different life experiences that's why when someone says hey you got a testimony i'm like oh yeah but you know i'm 60 plus so there's lots of testimonies in my life and that's what that's what i learned you have that testimony of coming to faith in christ but that's just the start Amen. because your whole life is yep. just a series of god working in your life in those stories and you need to write them down. You need to have them in your head. You need to have them in your heart so that you can share that with others. I mean, what spoke to me Especially the most. Especially at the last minute, right? <laughs> I know. I know. Like what spoke to me the most in my life was primarily my grandmother who spoke into me. She modeled it for me. I saw her reading her Bible. I saw her preparing her Sunday school lesson before Sunday. So it's those those our life stories, mm. how we live our life, that really communicates who God is and what Jesus has done for us mm. is strictly through our life story. So That's our yep. story. I hope that's an encouragement to you guys. Yep. Dixie, you rock. Thank you so much for doing this episode with me. You're welcome. I'm glad to do it. Awesome. We'll see you guys on the next episode, and you have a great day.